Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hi, Nikki. Hello, everyone. Hi, Pete Wright. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so tired. I'm kind of on fire. I'm in fireworks mode. Do you want to know why? Because I do everything. I preach. I tell. I'm doing this podcast for a long time. We talk about it, and it <laughs> seems time. like yeah, yesterday. I yesterday about I, I woke up way too early for some such stupid reason. I don't remember yesterday, and so all day I was thinking, today I have to do right by myself. Today mm-hmm. I have to do the things that I know will help me get to sleep tonight, so that I have a great night's sleep. Because I need to wake up tomorrow strong. I'm doing the podcast. I'm feeling good. Like I, I need to feel good tomorrow. All day I'm saying that to myself. Right? It's the inner voice. You're going to sleep great tonight. You're going to sleep so good. It's going to be juicy, juicy sleep. <laughs> and then I uh, I stopped drinking coffee uh, in the in the morning, right? I had my coffee during my CBS Sunday morning program, and that was over. Had another cup during breakfast. 10 o'clock, I was done drinking coffee. No more caffeine for me, no. Sugar, I was done with any sugar by 2. I was practically a monk by 2 o'clock. All day. Tea. I had tea. I had the the nice uh, green tea before bed. Got in bed. I read a book like you're supposed to. I didn't think about work. Right. And then I just sat up and stared at the dark until about three o'clock. Just stared at the dark thinking, thinking about how I can't go to sleep. Well, I guess I'm not sleeping. Uh, It's weird. Now all I can think about is sleep. So stressful. Six o'clock, the alarm goes off. And we have this new thing where my wife and I trade off kid duty in the morning. So six o'clock, the alarm goes off. It's my turn to get up and do the duty. And I was I was a zombie. I was a zombie. So I have been jamming the coffee this morning. You can bet that. I'll tell you that right now. And I am uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. We'll see just how coherent I am uh, in the next 20 minutes. That's right. How are you after yeah. my little rant here? I, I you know, you're going to be mad. I slept well. <laughs> I slept really well. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm proud. I'm, I'm happy sorry. for you. I'm happy. I have to. I can't let Thank my grief <laughs> bring down the rest of the world. No, that's not what I do. Oh well, I hope you get a better night's sleep tonight. Uh, you know, it just I, I stumbled on. You know what I I like to do with these uh, live streams? I like to uh, in these podcasts. I like to think about uh, ADHD in a new way and see if it helps me relate to the world in a different way. And I stumbled on another one that I just want to share. So we'll call this uh, think a think piece today. Uh, And I hope if somebody can get something out of it that's useful uh, beyond my brain, then I'll call that a a giant win. Uh, We're going to be talking about day Mm -hmm. zero, the ADHD incident response plan. Oh, I'll tell you. That sounds sounds like I have been down a rabbit hole, hole of terrible, terrible things to get here. I will, I'll save you some of that. Before we get started, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. That's a great way to, to reach uh, Nikki and me. And uh, you know what? This show... It, it really is brought to you by you. And I every time I, I log into our fantastic Patreon account and see more people who have come to us and have said by way of their uh, support, hey, you guys have 
touched us. You have changed the way that we operate in the world with our ADHD as a result of what you guys have done over the last 10 years. Uh, and you've done so by supporting us with your hard-earned dollars. We, we know that making these sorts of even little financial decisions, it's, it's hard. And uh, I, I just can't tell you how much we appreciate uh, you stepping up to support us so that we can do more of this. Every, every donation means that we can make a choice about what we are doing elsewhere and doing more here. Uh, and that's that's the, the nature of trade-offs. We really appreciate you helping us be able to make trade-offs in favor of the ADHD group and the ADHD podcast. Uh, what you get over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast, you get uh, access to our fantastic Discord server. It's an online uh, community uh, where people talk about the most amazing things and they uh, help each other. They support one another. They share tools and resources and books and goodness playlists the music is fantastic uh, so you get access to that if you subscribe at a little bit higher level you get access to a monthly workshop that nikki and i do this month what do we do this month uh it goes live actually as we record this it's going to go live this morning it, this was on uh, openness and vulnerability and processing it out loud this was you and i there you uh, thinking hard about uh, some of the uh, stuff that came out of our interview a couple of weeks back with brett terpstra and we learned a lot of lessons and we wanted to share some more with you there. And so uh, so that's you get monthly workshops just like that one with us. You get uh, uh, Nikki's fantastic worksheets and forms that help you uh, live your life better from um, daily planning to student success to uh, you got the works. It's all available for download for free and easy uh, right there by supporting us at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Mostly what you're doing is helping us do more of what we love to do here for this community. So thank you for supporting us, for showing your faith in us by joining this community. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. All right, Nikki Kinzer. All right, let's get busy. Let's get down to work. All right. Day zero. <laughs> so. Do you know these, you know, these signs I was in that I had a client uh, experience a, a couple of weeks ago. That's when I started thinking, but it's probably three or four weeks ago now, where I, I walked into a manufacturing floor and they had this sign up and it was the days since incident sign, right? It said this facility has worked, you know, number box of days since incident. Are you familiar with these? Did you ever mm -hmm. have these in the HR department? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but I didn't work in an right. environment that that would be necessary. Right, right. Uh, but interestingly, as I start looking at these um, at these things, uh, I'm finding signs like these for all kinds of different environments. Right, banks can use them for deposit errors. You know, any place who, if you want to to put a sign up that says this is the last time, the most important metric that we have, this is the last time that that metric happened. We can put it on the wall and use a little dry erase pen and change that number every day. And it becomes a little ritual. And uh, in this case, I walked into this location and I thought, I, I saw the sign that said, this facility has worked zero days since incident. And for some reason, for the first time in my life, seeing that sign, I've, of course, I've been exposed to that sign before. I've seen that sign before in my life. But for the first time in my life, I stopped and I thought, what? Does that mean? 
<laughs> what does that mean? Incident in this place? Like who was involved in this incident? Right. Every it's it's like everyone's working along just fine, and then yesterday something happened. Something happened that was. And now you want to know what it was. <laughs> I'm dying to know what it was. Something happened that was serious enough to be classified as an incident. An incident. What is that incident, Nikki Kinzer? Someone screwed up. Someone got hurt. Someone lost something important. Someone broke something that was heretofore unbreakable. What else? What is the thing that happened? Does is there somebody in the hospital right now because of an incident? And I was I was deeply moved. I was uh, dare I say paralyzed in the car. Like I got back in the car after my shoot, and I sat down, and I couldn't let go of this. I couldn't start the car. I just sat there for probably ten minutes, thinking what happened. Yeah, happened. and it's that sense. Mm-hmm. I walk around the parking lot, and I think maybe there's evidence here. Maybe somebody tracked something (laughs) out here and it's the incident. So I was really moved by this whole concept. And uh, I've done a little bit of um, incident response work at the university through FEMA. You know, they come through FEMA, uh, they come through and they do trainings and, and, um, you know, they do city trainings where if something happens in the city, you know, what organizations need to respond. And, you know, for us, it was typically lockdown, emergency response, uh, you know, shelter in place, those kinds of of keywords that you hear on the news and and those sorts of things. So um, I ended up trying to refresh my now couple of years old training and went to OSHA.gov and got very, very lost in uh, the OSHA report. Oh, Oh, means of egress and emergency action plans and fire prevention plans, hazardous materials plans and personal protective equipment plans, separate plans for occupational head and foot protection, uh, on and on and on and on. I mean, it's page after page after page of process and guidelines for how to deal with these things in the field. What is what creates an incident? And all... Well, and I'm sure you're sitting there thinking the whole time, I wonder what happened over there. I wonder what their incident... Right. Was it hazardous? Yes. Was it fire? Was Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, and in this case, it yeah. was a machine tools facility. And so that... Okay. I automatically go to some fairly dark places with that. I'm wondering, like, somebody is missing a toe or a finger or a foot. Like, this is really what is going on. And should I send flowers? Like, what is the the thing that I need? So all of these plans assume a day zero, right? That something happens Mm -hmm. and triggers a response to action. So. Voila, Nikki Kinzer. Here is an opportunity to think about my ADHD in a new way, right? What is yes. my day zero, right? I I get thrown sideways all the time by my ADHD. And I usually think about it in terms of like triggers and accommodations. Like something's happened. I've practiced it a lot. There's a muscle that triggers. And I think, okay, this is bad. I need to do something else to to make it good, right? I'm doing it wrong. Do it better. And, uh, but, you know, is does day zero, does this give me an opportunity to look at my world, at my, the experience of my days and my work a little bit differently? I think it does. I think it does, and I hope it does for others as well. So to have this conversation with you, I thought we might take a a very generic, simple incident response plan and see how it maps to having a lousy ADHD day. 
starting with a, this plan is courtesy of Eyesight. This is a company. They make the software that that helps big companies and governments, uh, government agencies to manage their incident case work. So they are very okay. experienced with this. They have software that goes very, very deep. And uh, they happen to have this just here's a very high level, five points you need to think about very broadly to make sure that uh, that you're uh, handling your incidents appropriately. All right. Give me the incident. All right. Step one. Here's the plan. We're going to start with the plan. Yeah, you're going to give me a simple plan. A simple plan. An accident or incident response plan should include the steps to take when a workplace incident occurs, including step one, check that all employees are safe and address any injuries or illnesses immediately. For simple cuts and bruises or other minor injuries, basic first aid aid treatment may suffice. For serious injuries or illnesses, determine the level of emergency and contact an appropriate medical professional. Okay. So, I know. I I read that and I think, this metaphor is going nowhere. When's the last time your ADHD has caused, like, cuts and bruises? I'm kind of, I'm actually with you on this. Are you safe? Yeah. Are you safe, Pete? That's what I have to think about, right? This is a real perspective reset for me. You know, am I and the people involved with me safe, right? How many incidents am I involved in in which my ADHD-related lapse puts someone else in imminent danger? That's approaching zero, right? I say approaching because I don't know 100%, and that makes me uncomfortable. For sure. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it really is. Like, mostly the people that I am working with are safe. And that's great. Now, what if I'm not saying this has happened, but I'm saying I'm imminently, intimately related to it? Maybe it's happened that the incident is you have to pick up your kiddo and a teammate to get them to swim team practice on time every other day this week. And what if you're in the middle of a storm and you didn't get that done? And what if the kids are waiting at school and you miss their calls? What if that happens, right? Are they safe? Can you step back when you regain composure and answer that question? Are they safe? So that's step one. Now, I'm gonna, that's kind of a cliffhanger, right? It's a cliffhanger because we're going to come back to what happened to the kids later. Well, yeah. Are they safe? I'm not going to tell you that yet because it's a cliffhanger, Nikki. I don't know if you heard me just say okay. that. This is a cliffhanger. I did. I did. I'm we're just gonna, still wondering We're going to do a callback later. Okay. Number two, right. if there is a serious injury or fatality, I hope there's not a fatality, report the incident immediately to the appropriate authority. Reporting requirements may be different for in each state. In the U.S., in Canada, reporting regulations differ by province. Know where to report. I'm kind of taking this maybe in a different way. Like, I'm not looking at just like the, the. I'm not looking at fatality as like dead or alive. Like, it's not. That's good because I'm that's what it means. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm almost looking at like serious mm-hmm. injury. I, I'm kind of looking at mental health more than physical health. So, you know, before you're asking, are you safe? Well, you may be safe physically, but you are starting to go down in a spiral. And then if you're in this, if you're here in number two, I don't, I'm taking the fatality out because that's just too dark. Yeah, I think that's wise. Um, 
but I, but serious injury could be, you know, is this like a serious spiral that's getting you, putting you into a depression? Okay. You did take it or in a different direction than I expected. I read this different. See, yeah. I would include all of that in the first one, right? If, if you're safe, but here I'm really focusing on report the incident immediately. I was landing on communication and that's, that's one of the things that I end up forgetting to do. Uh, especially if you're oh, stuck right. in that, if, if you're going deeper as you're talking about, like that's, that's a, that's where I'm going to lose the thread and forget to to talk to the people who need to know. Uh, it, you know, am I in time to reach the kids? Can I call the teammates' parents and let them know what happened quickly and honestly? It's not a fatality, but her, their kids are are stranded on the out in front of the school without a ride to get to swim team that I'd committed to do. Um, and so, you know, am I able to live sort of authentically with myself and and tell the truth uh, that I. I had a, a lapse and I'm going to, you know, what am I going to do now? Right. That's that's kind of where I read yeah. this one this is, is communication. Right. First, are we safe? And then uh, in communication with what happened, how it happened can come later. Just what happened? I agree. When, I mean, especially when you're it's kind of like I see part one and part two, that part one, that's how I'm kind of defining serious injury. And part two is, are you communicating? Yeah. So, yeah, I totally get it. So number three, assess the scope of the incident. Determine which employees were involved or affected the nature of injuries or damage. All right. So step three is your reality check, right? I look at this as verifying the swath of my destruction. (laughs) So, you know, you're in in the ADHD store. If you don't quite know, have your wits about you. Who knows what's what you're leaving, uh, the path of destruction you're leaving behind you. Doing an assessment, and I don't mean like a formal, here's a report or a form you have to fill out, but just being mindful of what happened can mean everything from reviewing your own work to like reading what you wrote to verifying an email you thought you sent. Did it actually get sent? Uh, and, and this is where some of the technology accommodations that I talk about come into play. Uh, for instance, you know, I'm not crazy about Google as a company these days. I, I, I struggle with some of their decisions as a company, but um, I, I pay for their business class email service because it's bulletproof, right? Um, it, if a message is in the sent mail, I know it got sent. If it's in my archive, I know I processed it. The, the digital document locker I use is synced so that I can retrace scans of important work quickly. And all that means that even if I can't remember something, if I check the technology and it's all there, I recognize it's an ADHD incident, right? It's a thing where the way I relate to the world broke for a period of time and I have to figure out, I have to retrace the breadcrumbs that, that you know, fall into place to, to, to help build that bridge. Which, you know, that leads to to step four, right? Identify any witnesses and document their information. This will help to decide who to interview and if and when an investigation is initiated. I don't I don't know that this one necessarily applies as well for me. For me, I wrote down accountability partner. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is where you you look at your accountability partner. For me here, it, this is about rebuilding trust, right? This is about going through the steps of everybody involved in a lapse and make sure that they know you're aware of what happened 
and that you are taking action to ensure that it doesn't ha- happen again. Now, let's look at, at an example of the kids at the school. I mean, maybe in this case, um, it, that's going to look like talking to the kids and saying, you know what, I screwed up. I own this. I screwed up. I was doing something else. And, and uh, you know, time and space got the better of me. And I wasn't here when I committed to be here. It means talking to the mom or the other parents and saying, hey, I screwed up. Uh, time and space got the better of me. And I left our kids at the school. And I know I put them in a risky place, but I want you to know I want to do what I can to rebuild trust here and uh, and go through those motions to make sure that you're um, that you're able to continue to participate if that's something that you want to do. Three and four, when we're talking about assessing and also uh, building, rebuilding that trust, I also take it as self-awareness. Yeah. This is really where you're looking at what happened and you're, you're uh, seeing, you know, this is how my ADHD affected this. Um, and these are the things I need to, to do, whether that is apologizing to the kids or whatever to, to make it better. And then also, I think, going and looking at it and saying, okay, how do I prevent this from happening again? So then it's that acceptance piece of it could happen again. And so how do I make sure or what, what kinds of structures do I put in place to be as comfortable as I can to make sure that this doesn't happen again, hoping that it won't. Right, and I think that's a great way to put it, right? And not only to be as comfortable as I can making sure it won't happen again, but as comfortable as I can making sure that I'm comfortable making those commitments again. Well, that's exactly it, because maybe that is the, maybe that is the thing that you have to change, is that there, maybe there's certain times of the month that it's not a good idea for you to do it every other week. So if you're really mm-hmm. busy at the beginning of the month or the end of the month or whatever that is. I mean, that could be an accommodation saying, I just don't think this is, it's it's going above my boundaries of what I can do during that time. Right. So right. absolutely. I, I, um, I like that. I definitely think it's, it's too, for, for me, step three is about the, like doing what I can to um, make sure I've made a case that the tools and technologies are working uh, and, or that they did work or where they didn't work, that I understand exactly what happened. And step four is all about, you know, m- making that uh, that human relationship, right? That um, that that I've I've used all of the data that I've investigated here, and I've now I, I understand now how to talk about it because sometimes something happens or a bad ADHD day happens, and I don't know how to even talk about it. It's it's too right. much of a puzzle to me. I'm too overwhelmed with just uh, an emotional storm. Feeling. Yeah, that I that right. I can't actually look at it clearly. And then finally, yeah. step five: no matter how trivial the incident or accident may seem, every incident should be documented in a detailed incident report. Now, again, do you need a form? No, you don't need a form. You might want a form. Maybe we'll throw together a form. But for me, this really highlights the importance of a journaling practice. Um, I I write about my worst days as often as I write about my best days. And some days I I just snap a photo of my desk and it's just a disaster. And that's enough to remind me, hey, this was not a great day. But on the other hand, maybe you snap a photo and it was a great day because you got a lot done. And this is just what it looks right, like. Right, right, no, Yo, right. That's I mean, exactly it. And and so that's why I look at like the key to using these events as, you know, per, particularly difficult days, but all days as a trigger. It's just a trigger to find a moment of mindfulness 
uh, and to document what happened and how you feel and how it turned out. And, and um, you know, just even if it's just bullets, it doesn't have to be even full sentences. It can just be a few words that demonstrate that you were think, thinking about it and that, you know, this happened. And how are you going to go about resolving it? Um, you know, I, I this comment struck me in in discord uh, a comment that came in over the last week and and i just want to read a little bit that anonymized here but um it, it it struck me quote i i know it's important to not make it harder than it is i.e be so disappointed with myself every day yesterday i went through my day and wrote about what i did do and how each thing was moving me a little bit forward it was better than what i was doing naturally looking at all i hadn't done yes absolutely to your point. And then they continue, I sometimes doubt I have ADHD. So when I'm in that crappy mental place, I don't always believe it's ADHD. I think it's just me sucking at life. Ugh. I know. Breaks it my does. Heart. And and it does doubly because I I think, you know, I, I'm sure people out there are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. That's Monday, day one, right? Oh, Eight yeah. o'clock. <laughs> That's how I feel. Right. It's very familiar right. and very resonant. I think that the act of practicing writing down your experience with ADHD gives you a sense of perspective, right? My hunch is that you'll find more often than not that it's not as bad as it felt in the moment, right? The, the kids are okay. They took a lift and got to practice on time. The report is late. It got filed. That was a bad day. It was a bad day. And, uh, you know, then there are days that are genuinely terrible. Uh, you have a string of bad days and you lose your job. You lose your marriage. You lose your home. All of these things that we have seen clearly and cogently reported in our community, they're very real and they're inescapably tied to ADHD experience for a lot of people. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I, this is where the, the zero day thing comes back to me and hits home that every bad day has a next day after it, right? Every bad day is a chance to take an eraser to that stupid dry erase sign and rewrite your future rather than living in the past. It doesn't say 1,500 incidents in the last 365 days, right? Nobody records like that on your inspirational sign. It says zero days since last incident. And this is your chance to move forward. This is your chance to learn from yesterday, to start again with a gift of perspective. And, and that, I think, is important. The, the long arc of history moves to soften the peaks and valleys in, in our lives in a way that our memories of, of, of a hard time in general, it makes them less hard. And individual days are completely erased. They're just gone. Use it as a day, way to move forward. Oh, I love that. I, You know, you've always uh, used the analogy of a river mm -hmm. when you're talking about Patreon, right? Like when you get on Discord, don't don't go up the river because it's... It can just, be overwhelming, you're not, you're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a, a, a quote that was about a river and it's similar to what you're saying here. R rivers don't flow backwards. They only go right. forwards. So forget about the past and just look forward, look into the future. And that's exactly what you're saying here. So I love that. I love it, Pete. Thank you. Well, exactly. And, and you know, there is a real benefit to looking back when you're in your darkest moments, because again, it gives you the opportunity for perspective. It says, okay, I remember I've had crappy days before and you know what happened? I lived. 
I, I was able to get myself out of it. I, I was able to move forward. And it doesn't matter how slow that process was or anything, it, it, but, but you were able to do it. Absolutely. And there's people there to help you. And that, I think going back to that communication piece, if you're really feeling in a bad place, reach out, reach out to the people that you trust, that love you, that get you, and uh, you'll know that you're not yeah. alone. Absolutely. So thank you for the opportunity to wax a little bit philosophical as usual. I guess that's what these Pete episodes turn into from time to time. I love it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Nikki. And thank you, everybody, as always, for downloading and listening to this show. Thanks for joining us uh, in the Discord community. You guys are fantastic. Uh, And um, uh, I'm going to go take a little bit of nap and raise raise a glass of coffee uh, to another great week. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.